Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, James Worthy rips the Lakers. Carmelo Anthony agrees with James Worthy. And uh, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope and Kyle Kuzma both had some interesting comments when it came to uh, their time as the Lakers, especially as it was coming to a close. Here's a clip of what James Worthy had to say after the Lakers lost to the Houston Rockets a couple nights ago. This is via Spectrum Sportsnet. I didn't. I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think that we could hit a new low, but we hit a new low tonight. Um, the worst team in the league uh, to be able to dominate like they did in overtime. First four quarters, tough enough. Um, and I thought the Lakers played a, 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 a well enough to win in four quarters, except they missed a lot of free throws. I think they were 18 for 26 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 18 for 26. But they, 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 they moved the ball. They had, what, 25 or so assists. But to me, it looks like, and it's just it's my take on it, you know, at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of expectations about this team to win. And I think they are at a point where they know they're not going to meet those expectations, uh, you know, even without AD and, uh, you know, the, the injuries and all that. It's not an excuse. They should be better than this. Uh, all the things that they've experienced, injuries, uh, protocol, they still should be somewhere around six or seven, you know, in my opinion. Um, they didn't start out, you know, the season serious with preseason. They were waiting around the – and so now I think they realize they, they, they can't win. They don't feel like they can't. It's yeah. just this is what I'm seeing, uh, and the, the, they can't beat the Suns or the best team. So I don't know, man. They're just uh, – it's, it's almost like they're, they're not dead on arrival, but they just don't have that tenacity. They don't have that will to work their way out of this, even to, to get to the, to, to, to the playing game. And, you know, you would think they would – might be able to with a healthy team, but I don't even think it, it doesn't seem like they believe in anything that they're doing. Um, you know, yeah, they won a game here and there, but but like I said, you, they get up for the they get up for the for the good teams, but for this Rocket team, and Coach Vogel said it before the game. He said they might be young and they might not be, not have a great record, but they're going to play hard, and they did. And that's all that's been happening with the Lakers in a lot of cases. If they're just getting out work. And, you know, Coach Bogle's got to start all these different lineups that don't know each other, and it's just it's just been a mess. And, and they don't have no continuity anywhere on either side. Play well for, you know, 30-something minutes, and then they just – that disbelief of, I don't know why we're trying to win, comes in. And that's what it looks like on the floor to me. Not good. Important reminder, Spectrum Sportsnet is a corporate partner of the Lakers. And I remember back when the Lakers and Spectrum were in their and their relationship was in its infancy and the Lakers were bad and it was the Dwight Mare season and everybody was kind of reluctant to really fully rip the team because these guys were brand new multi-billion dollar uh, partners and I recall back at that time, like, you know, Team Tank came about because we were able to say things and we, we got an audience because we were able to say things that Spectrum, the people on Spectrum uh, weren't really willing to say or, or able to say. 
And, you know, over the years, obviously, that relationship has become uh, more intertwined, a lot more comfortable. And, and in this case, I think it, it really says something that James Worthy, who, you know, look, he is one of the nicest people that I have ever, nicest uh, players that I have ever met. Now, nah, people too, that I have ever met in doing this. Uh, I have told the story of him thinking that my name was Podcast. He is a freaking gem. And you can hear it in his voice like, man, if I wasn't on live TV right now, I would be saying all kinds of things that, frankly, by the way, the Lakers need to hear. And and that's why Carmelo's response to James Worthy was really interesting to me. After he was informed what James Worthy was uh, had said, uh, Carmelo Anthony had this to say, quote, I respect James to the utmost. That's his opinion, man, and he's been around this game for a long time. He's earned the right to have an opinion. I don't want to say I totally disagree with him, but I don't think we come in saying we're losing or we're trying to figure out how not to lose and things like that. I just think when you're losing games, close games, the way that we are, the way that we do sometimes, it affects you. You think about it. Sometimes it's carry, it carries over and sometimes it don't. The best thing to do is to not let it carry over to the next game and figure out a way to win close games and will ourselves to win a close game. End quote. I understand what Mello is saying here to a certain extent, but that's the kind of thing that like a young player would say about a situation. The Lakers, it's it's funny, the Lakers in this case are somehow not benefiting from the know-how that you should get by having a bunch of veterans on the team and clearly are being taken advantage of because the guys are old. <laughs> they just lost to a Houston Rockets team. And by the way, like if Melo is talking about how, you know, you lose all these close games and, and blah, 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 blah. Um, Houston has lost more games than the Lakers this year. So like, I, I don't think he's trying to excuse the way that the Lakers are losing or excuse the way that the Lakers played down the stretch. He's trying to explain it. The, the thing with the explanation, though, is that it falls short even while I think the most important aspect and the most interesting aspect of this that he heard what James said and he just said yeah yeah I think he's got a lot of that right a little while back Kyle Kuzma was asked about the change of scenery and and how he's found his footing in Washington Kuz has had a really nice season out there despite playing on a on a pretty low talented uh, team uh, with the Washington Wizards This is what he had to say about his new uh, situation. Quote, and this is via Josh Robbins of The Athletic. Uh, It's been a great change of pace for me, a change of scenery. I did as much as I could to maximize myself when I was with my former team with changing my role every single year for the betterment of the team and trying to fit in with great players. Uh, But here, it's been a lot different because I don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, My role has changed here. If you think about the first 25 games, I was a different type of role than I am now. More scoring and just doing more of the things with the ball. It's just great to be in a situation where I can just be myself and do what I do and not dummy myself down. Uh, It's great because I'm not looking over my shoulder. Every time I'm making a mistake, I'm not looking at my head coach. I can focus on the game. Obviously, I don't want to make mistakes. That's a part of it when you're growing. I'm 26, uh, but I'm really growing, end quote. KCP isn't a man of many words, but he kept it pretty simple. 
Quote, this is via Mark Medina of NBA.com. Quote, every single year with the Lakers, I was in trade talks, uh, Caldwell Pope said. Some of it was true. Some of it wasn't. End quote. So basically, if we were to combine those two quotes, players were always looking over their shoulders uh, in some regard, right? For whatever reason. Uh, Kuz mentions the head coach. I, I would like to... I would love to inject Kuz with some true serum there just to see who he's talking about uh, when it comes to the head coach. And then KCP is talking about the amount of trade rumors that were always swirling around the team when, when he was there. And I think if there's one thing that we've really learned over the course of LeBron's tenure with the Lakers is that, you know, when you have a player... And this is the same thing with coaches who try to be executives too. When that power balance is kind of out of whack, what you wind up getting is players who not just like if they miss a rotation or if they go into a shooting slump, it's not just that they have to now fight through that. It's that in the back of their heads, either in this case with LeBron, their teammate, or in other cases with their coach, they're thinking, oh, shit that guy's going to send me out, uh, get me out of here is, is, you know, and now I got to go into the whole moving thing and I got to figure out a whole new situation midway through the season. Like it's just, it just doesn't seem very pleasant. And, you know, when things are good and fewer of those, uh, fewer of those rumors are kind of swirling around because things are good. It's great. It, you know, the, the, the player executive dynamic, uh, worked, you know, once to the tune of a, of a championship. However, as you can kind of hear, eventually for those teammates of the player executive, it just gets old. It just gets old that like on 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 a player's whim, you can be gone uh, just because that player thinks that they can upgrade with you. And, and I think like with Kuz, he was ready to move on regardless. I don't think he ever would have demanded a trade or anything like that. But clearly he likes having the ball more in his hands and being able to grow. And like he's talking about make mistakes. Uh, but, but still, I think one thing that the Lakers are really going to have to figure out this upcoming off season is, all right, make fewer mistakes so that over the course of the season, everybody can feel more bought into than everybody was so far this year. And by the way, that's inherent to every big three, because you have a bunch of veteran minimum type players and all of those guys are inherently replaceable. They're on the absolute le- uh, lowest pay structure that a player can be on in the NBA. Of course, they're going to feel replaceable. So, I you know this season is 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 coming to a close. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully time flies here as as the season comes to a close. But one of the lessons that I hope the Lakers learn here not just for next season, but also for moving forward, is you have to offer up a situation where players feel more comfortable failing. And, you know, it it sounds weird to say that, but it's through failure that you get to learn, right? If you're hoping that everybody just walks into a situation that has it figured out altogether, like that's not... And then anytime somebody falls short that that player is now on the trading block like that's just it just doesn't seem like a very productive situation and the lakers have really kind of dove head first into the uh into the current construct i think 
they need to kind of come up for air and invest more in the Lakers culture or a team culture that just hasn't been there and, and, and absolutely wasn't there this year. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, Lakers play the Washington Wizards tonight. It'll be nice to see Kuz and KCP again and, you know, maybe cry a little bit because I miss those guys. <laughs> uh, but you're going to want to check out that game. Uh, in a few hours, by the time you guys are listening to this, I'm going to record a uh, an episode of The Hook with Aaron. Uh, those are always a blast. And then that'll do it for this uh, this week's episodes here on the Silver Skin Roll Podcast Network. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.